um, with your host, Ilsa. And Tyra. <laughs> and to, so I found out that as a podcast, we should be saying what the podcast is in the intro oh my God, every single fucking time. Every time I listen to them, I'm like, we've never Fuck. done it. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll start. So yeah, we are a nerdy pop culture podcast. We talk about a variety of things, including Marvel Universe, DC Universe, Star Wars, Game of Thrones. Um, today we'll be talking about um, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special and the Andor special. We also always cover nerd news, oh, sometimes, not always, but we cover nerd news. Um, so today we're going to be talking about the... Uh, Spider-Man, new Spider-Man uh, comic book cover, the Willow red carpet premiere, and the Super Mario Brothers trailer, the upcoming Deadpool movie, because as we know, Deadpool is moving from Fox to Disney, and then we'll be talking about the Last of Us panel, so. Yay, we got a lot of shit to talk about. We do. Guardians of the Galaxy shit. holiday special, like, cry, cry, cry. Oh my cry. god, I can't And or finale, cry, 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 we will die. Um, yeah. Get the tissues now. But just before, like, let's cleanse the palate, like, before, and let's just talk (laughs) about our week. (laughs) So, Kyra, how was your week? It was awesome. I uh, went to San Francisco for Fan Expo. I actually moderated a Latinx panel there with some really, really talented creators. So, that was so much fun. Um, it was Thanksgiving week. So, it was like, you know, everyone's kind of a little bit more. Mary, everyone's like not watching their calories. Everyone's drinking a little bit more wine, including myself. Uh, Less wine this time, though, more heavy on the bourbon, which is always okay for me. Um, But yeah, you know, it was Thanksgiving, the the time we all come together, celebrate the colonizers in America, stuff the assholes of the turkey, and, you know, just pretend we're thankful for each other. But we're actually really thankful, I would say. We, We are thankful for all you guys listening and for supporting us this past year. It's been a huge year of growth for us as the podcast and especially on our YouTube channel. So if you guys are on there watching us, giving us views, giving us your time to watch our silly little trailer reactions, we are very appreciative and probably the most thankful for you and our pets. So I agree. I totally <laughs> agree. It has been an entire year of growth. And now, like, we're, it's December 1st. Um, I think, like, this is the month of, like, just being grateful for everything that we accomplished yes. in, like, this entire year. Because our, maybe our lives haven't, like, changed, like, that much. But we've grown really a lot as, like, a podcast and as people in this space like yeah. the nerd pop culture space which I, which I think is like really cool like yeah. did you ever think that you'd be fucking moderating Come on. something at a comic book festival Hell like a comic no. con like that's crazy like um we get to do a lot of cool shit now because of it having like live shows and yeah. stuff and our youtube is just like growing and it's just such a cool thing and yes of course like our pets <laughs> gotta mention the pets yeah, yeah. no it's it's been a, a tremendous year of growth and it is kind of cool i always use december as like a, a month to be kind of like lazier and just more like celebratory just like shopping yeah like just fuck celebrating it. Fuck it. working yeah like making ex- money and then you know yeah it's gonna come time to chill later and or hustle again i guess yeah the hustle starts again right january 1st but uh, <laughs> we'll still be taking care of business you guys we still have some fun stuff plans some trailer reactions coming to the channel this week i mean it's gonna be a good time still but yeah it's definitely it's cool i think if everybody would have a way healthier life if you like take a step back and just like reflect and you know 
just be thankful and grateful for everything that we have. Yeah, so, absolutely. We don't have a lot, but we have enough. And yeah. True that. Wow, look at um, us. Look at us getting real sappy. I know, wow. <laughs> First of the month, even though I just paid my rent and I'm not really that happy. But you know, I'm really thankful that I could oh, pay I my rent. I never paid my rent until the 5th because that's the <sighs> last day that you could pay without penalty. I, yeah, so I, I just... I pay at the 5th every single month. I just so. know my, my utilities are due on the 5th too, so I'm just like... Oh, yeah, you got to break that up Let me up just a make bit. sure I have this before I start spending more money. Like, yeah, that's insanity. Know. Yeah. So, you guys, guess what? I guest appeared on another podcast. They are called TV Pilots License. Um, please go find them on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or on YouTube, all under TV Pilots License. Um, I post about it on my Instagram and Relatable Nerds Instagram. Uh, it was, like, really fun. I was really excited to be on that podcast. Uh, they basically do uh, reviews of TV pilots that come out. Oh, yeah. And they asked me to be on the DC Batman animated series pilot, Ooh. which, I mean, obviously, it's a given. Duh. Like, I have to be on that. So <laughs> I was like, oh, I think I know why I'm asked to be on this episode. Right. It makes a lot of sense because I am a resident <laughs> expert in Absolutely. the nerd sphere. So, and I'm going to say that without, like, feeling I'm Hesitation. unworthy. Yeah, exactly. or doubt. You absolutely rock that. that title. Hell yeah. Yeah, no. Am I a part of New Rockstars? No, and fuck them. I'm not all that. I don't got double D tits in my fucking face, okay? Oh I'm not all that. Sorry, that was a Real Housewives quote. Yeah. <laughs> um, you you got to go there sometimes, you guys. You know, we, we bring the drama and the gossip sometimes, so. But yeah, please Lots. check out that episode with our friends at TV Pilots. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um, and then why don't we just get right into nerd news? Let's get right into it, you guys. There was a really cool uh, cover comic release this week. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that uh, white rapper, Eminem, you know? Uh, he's kind of big. He's up and coming. Yeah. He, like, tries really hard. Tries really hard. Gets in yeah. a lot of rap battles with people. Um, had this movie about Miles come out, like, 8 Mile or something. It's somewhere where he grew some, up. Like, some, like, road shit. in, like, some forgotten state, like, yeah. Michigan or something. Talked about spaghetti and his knees and just a lot of weird shit. But it was, yeah. like, he rhymed, so, like, people liked it. Easy to remember. I think his name was Bunny in that movie. Yeah. Sounds yeah. about right. Sounds um, right. <laughs> R.I.P. Brittany Murphy. Brittany Murphy was the best part of that movie. Oh my god, um, yes. She's iconic. So good. We miss her so much. I miss her too. Um, so basically Eminem is partnering up with the amazing Spider-Man. He's actually on this cover, which the cover's pretty cool because it is an ode to 8 Mile. 8 Mile's a great movie, you guys. It was fun when it came out. Um, as you know, Eminem has, well, as you probably don't know, or maybe if you do know, Eminem's kind of old now, so I don't even know if the new generation of people... Is he old? Not, like, old, but, like, yeah, in the he's sense... he's old. He's of, gotta be old. Yeah, people knowing his story and everything. Like, it's been a while since, like, 8 Mile came out. Because he was, like, in out. his 20s when I was, like, a kid. Yeah. So he's gotta be fucking old. He's probably, like, almost 50 or in Damn. his 50s already. For sure, yeah. Um... But on the cover, it's kind of an, an homage to um, homage to the rap battle scene of 8 Mile. It's uh, Spidey there in a suit with some uh, headphones on and then Eminem just like standing there like rapping and shit with the wow. crowd behind him on a stage. It just looks really cool. It's, it's heavily talked about right now. I haven't gotten the chance to read it, but apparently uh, it's, you know, it's like a variant edition. Eminem has appeared in Punisher number no. one in 2009 as well, where they um, take on terrorists who interrupt one of his concerts. Wow. So it's like so interesting. It's not Eminem's first 
It's not his first rodeo. Yeah. It's not his first rap battle. Yeah. (laughs) He brought it everywhere. So Um, he's technically a part of the Marvel Universe. Kind of cool. I mean, you could throw him in the movies now and it'd be kind of fucking hilarious. I mean, you know, we'll we'll talk about the Guardians of the Galaxy thing. We, We do have like random actors coming in like Kevin Bacon and shit. But, um, there is definitely a trend right now with comics and musicians. Like, there's a lot of musicians, like, um, jumping into comic books and creating and getting into that realm. Like, there was actually a panel this weekend in San Francisco. It's called Crossbone Scully. And it's Joe Perry from Aerosmith, Johnny Depp, and Alice Cooper. And they have this band called Hollywood Vampires. I wasn't, like, super aware of it. I might have heard of it. Yeah. Um, and they're doing this really cool, like, animated comic book, like, TV show and stuff. So I feel like there's so many, like, musicians and comic book people, like, crossing over. And I think it's kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's they're all artists and creators at the end of the day, and it's like, why wouldn't you? You know, I totally would. And when Eminem appeared on, like, the Spider-Man cover, it made me think of, like, all the interesting team-ups that Spider-Man has had yeah. that, like, I remember and personally, like, bought. Yeah. Like, Spider-Man has teamed up with the one and only Barack Obama. Woo! Yes. If someone wants to buy that comic book from me, I have the, I have that issue. Um, $1,200. $1,200. Starting. Please, thank you. <laughs> Starting, yes. You, uh, I'll take the highest bidder, but mm-hmm. 1200 men. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, also, he teamed up with AOC. Woo! I fucking love our, our, our AOC. Our primo. Um, seriously I love that you know what like my fun fact that I just I have to I have to make it about me right now Obama follows me on Twitter me too he does yes no fucking way are you <laughs> yes. serious yes because he followed everyone back in the day I mean he followed like half a million people but he's still like, yeah follow, so did like, some everyone. people Britney Spears did the same thing like really? on Twitter when it first came out and she like followed her she followed you back um, I don't have Britney Spears, but I do Brock. That's cool. Wow, yeah. this is you guys. That is so like random and niche and weird. Wow. Yeah. We both have Obama. Yeah, Brock <laughs> Obama follows kind of both of us. Listen to the podcast. And Yoko Ono. Us. Yoko Ono follows me too. Yeah, that's she insane. follows everybody back. That's insane. Yeah, but they don't. Sometimes though. I get worried because it's like um, it's weird. Yeah, I'm, I'm like I don't want Yoko Ono to see this tweet. I know. I always was like, oh my god, Brock's watching me. I also have like a couple of like comic book writers that follow me back, which was yeah. like, amazing. Like Colin Bunn actually talks to me, which I'm oh, like, what shit. the fuck? You're like, okay, cool. Let's see <laughs> like, how long we can make this conversation last. No, I get so anxious. I'm like. I can't talk to you. You're like you're like important. Right. How do I respond? <laughs> you, you write really cool comic books. Please don't talk to me. Right. Um. But yeah, you guys. Spider Man is just on the good side of life. Obviously, mm-hmm. Peter Parker's a good boy. He's a good wholesome boy, and he likes good politicians. I don't know. All politicians suck, but he likes the better ones at least. The nicer right. ones, you know. The nicer ones. But um, yeah, you guys check out that Eminem Spider Man cover. Even if you're not like a big comic book fan. It looks really fun to just read, you know? It's it, Spider-Man exists in real life, you guys. Just haven't seen him yet, maybe, you know? I mean, if Eminem... I've seen him a few times. I've, I, I can't confirm nor deny, but, you know. I mean, never in person, but definitely, yeah. like, in paparazzi pictures. Right, 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 right. Um, There's one of them dating Zendaya. Yeah, I hear they're engaged, actually. Ew! I know. I'm so mad about but it. But I just love Tall Queen Short King, you know? Like, we're about that right now. Yeah, I mean... Wait, why are you mad about it? I want to hear why. I've always been mad about them dating. I don't know why, because I feel like he's a basic white man, and she... Oh my god, and she's a goddess. Yeah. And it's just like, every Spider-Man movie, there's always been like that PR stunt. Like, I know Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone were like, legit, but like, Tobey Maguire and Kristen Dunst, and like, they just like, forced that PR thing, and it's like, 
I get there too, like super superstars, but they don't have to date now and lie to everybody. They can wait a couple years when they come back. Yeah. Like let's Zendaya, you're about to be in Dune Part Two, and that's literally like gonna be your shit. Like I could see her like with Timothy Chalamet. Yeah. Um, but he's who is he with? Kaya Gerber or something? No, I think so. That Bones and All movie came out, the Cannibal one. Oh, he's with Lily Rose Depp. He's no, dating he, Lily Rose Depp. He used no. to date her. Oh, they're not together anymore? Yeah, no, yeah, he used to date her. Okay. I don't know what he's doing, but I know he likes the brown girls for sure. Because the girl in Bones and All is like that beautiful member. She's like, her name's like Taylor or something. Oh, I want to see that movie. Yeah, came she's, out. yeah, it just came out. I. I can't wait to see that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I had the book, and like the book wasn't that great. Um, it's very fucked. Cannibalism in Hollywood right now is just such a trend, and it's like I think it's funny because it's it's almost like a vampire trope, but without like the magical. Yeah, like, and we magic. like we like all. It's funny to me with just like the Timothy Chalamet and like Army Hammer like connection, and Army Hammer like I mean I know it was like real life and shit. But it's like everyone's shit on him, as we should. But now Timmy's doing a movie. He was probably already doing it. It was probably I already mean, done. Probably but it's like, like knowing Army Hammer was like really good research yeah, for the film, for his right. character in the film. <laughs> so. so fucked. Um, I don't even know what you're talking about. Yeah, Zendaya's probably engaged to Tom. I'm like, good for them, man. <laughs> I fucking, I don't mind it. I don't care. You know, more love in the world. I, he, yeah, I, I can see what you're saying, though, because Zendaya is, like, one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen in my life, and she's, like, funny and cool, yeah, which is, like, rare. Usually, they're either one or the other. You can't, like, be both. Yeah. I love, though, like, the levels to her. God, we're going to Zendaya fangirl right now, but, like, in Euphoria, how she's just, like, so different from her, like, usual, like, fashion self, and she's just, like, wearing flannels and, like, baggy jeans, and no so makeup, and it's just, like, Jesus Christ, like... What the fuck? She is incredible. <laughs> yeah. I fucking love Like, she her. woke up like that, and she doesn't need to do anything. <laughs> um, all right, you guys, moving on. We do. Uh, we did do a uh, trailer reaction. We're going to have the Willow trailer reaction coming out. The red carpet premiere was this week. Our favorite Ewok, Warwick Davis, a.k.a. Wicket, a.k.a. Saves the Day in Return of the Jedi. And we were just talking about how Ewoks need more appreciation. Because yeah, they, like, general. really fucking did... What lightsabers couldn't do. I know there wasn't that many at that point. I think Luke was the only one who they had one. They literally destroyed the Empire. Yeah, it's <laughs> kind of insane. Yeah. They jumped out of trees and threw rocks at people, and it was like, damn, that's all you damn. needed to do to a stormtrooper. Exactly. They were probably, the stormtroopers were probably just like, what the fuck? Why are all these flying bears trying to kill us? And then they were just <laughs> distracted for a second, and then they would die. Yeah. Probably. They happen. were like, that is too cute to fucking murder. Mm-hmm. I am not going to shoot this. I'm going to let it kill me because I don't want to kill it. So exactly. I guess I'm going to lose this one. Everyone just <laughs> died in front of them. Right. So too cute. Can you imagine if you're like you're going up against Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, and a fucking Ewok and they walk up to you? Like, I would just die. <laughs> just die. Who am I looking at? You know? <laughs> I would just die. I would just be like, yeah, there I go. Hands up. Um, we done. Hands up. <laughs> So yeah, you guys, Willow um, is actually out now on Disney+. Plus. This trailer looks phenomenal. It just looks action-packed. It's very magical. Very like Lord of the Rings vibe. Um, it, it was a movie. If you guys don't know, Willow came out 20 years ago with Warwick Davis as well. He's still killing it. He still looks fucking great. Looks like he's going to be doing a lot in this one as well. Um, so yeah, basically he's returning in this and he's leading this new group of misfits on a dangerous rescue mission into the unknown we don't know a lot about Willow. We are just super fucking stoked. I feel like even if you haven't seen Willow or you don't know a lot about it, this show is like for all realms of people because the just the cinematography, 
the production value. Like, Disney didn't hold back. It just looks so much fun. Yeah, I'm not a Willow fan from the past. Yeah. So I didn't know anything about it, and it wasn't really on my radar until you brought it up. And then when we watched that trailer, I was like, oh, my God, this is perfect for me. I'm, yeah. I'm going to love this. So I'm really excited to watch it. Yeah. Um, so if you guys are like, looking for a new show to watch and you're not really sure, just check out that Willow trailer and see if that might work for you. Right. They Disney Plus literally put everything it on hold so good, for honestly. this show. So it's like, okay. It, it looks be. better than the fucking Lord of the Rings it looks, show. Oh, God. We won't talk about Rings of Power. Although everyone's telling me, like, you have to watch till episode four. I'm like, why does it take till episode four? Why does it four? take, yes. This is Lord People of the Rings. People are making fun of White Lotus now, saying, like, is it going to take till episode four or something? Okay, I love White Lotus. That's just, like, my guilty pleasure show because it's so fucking funny. <laughs> and uh, Christopher Maltesanti is in it now from The Fucking Sopranos, so I don't give a fuck. I will watch that show i love it i love it and um aubrey plaza who's just yeah the best she's just the best she's just so fucking funny um but yeah you guys willow definitely definitely give it a go um we're new age willow fans but hey you know that's why they fucking revisit these things that's why they do it 20 years later warwick davis fans for years i will say one warwies over here we love that we love that man can't keep calling him Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, short king. I, short king. <laughs> I, proper terminology. I will say um, in Celebration, they like the opening day, they did like a Disney showcase. And so they did Andor first. And I was so pissed because I was on a layover and it was late. And so I got there and like my friends saved me like a little seat, but they weren't going to let me in the fucking thing. Oh, no. And I basically literally looked at the fucking security guy and I had like the VIP shit. So I'm like, okay, first of all, this is like a million dollars. I didn't end up paying for it. Shout out, Matt. Thank you for hooking me up. I paid, but not as much. as I didn't pay a million. Yeah. Um, and so I look at this guy. I'm like, I just flew overnight. I was on a fucking layover. I'm from Chicago. My dog is named Han Solo. Like, blah, 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 blah. let me in this fucking thing. Like, I have, I had him take, like, a seat, like, a picture of the seat, where the seat is, like, open, because he was trying to tell me there's no seats. We walk in. It's the end of Andor. Missed that. But the next thing was Willow. And it was, like, so cool. They, like, brought out the cast. And even then, I was just like, I didn't know anything about it. And I'm just like, this is insane like it just looks so fucking good yeah it's incredible incredible Incredible. speaking of doing accents that we shouldn't be doing super mario brothers trailer dropped (laughs) chris pratt just leading the (laughs) way for controversy exactly um but also like why wouldn't you do that movie if you had the chance like this cast is fucking stacked yeah i can't even believe this cast is as stacked as it is and that's why i'm probably so excited for it um, I want to be an ally to the Italian community, and yeah. they were so mad. But I also think that white people are white people. <laughs> yeah, like we don't really need to break it down that much. Let's just leave it where it. But Julia be. Fox did change my mind when yeah. she did Z Way, so I guess yeah, I do have some form of like, you know what? If white people don't, if the whiter than white people don't accept you. I understand. I like Julia Fox. I think I she's pretty she's Julia pretty Fox. funny on TikTok. I kind of appreciate her. Like her I, I really loved Uncut Gems too. Like I always thought she was fucking badass. Yeah. I think she used to work in like as like a not like a prostitute. Dominatrix. Like a, yeah, Dominatrix. Oh yeah, she was a Dominatrix, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, that is so interesting. So she's cool. such an interesting person. Anyway, this is not about Julia Fox, it's about no. Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> um we watched this trailer and it was Great. I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be really cute. Mario looks so cute in it. 
Luigi, Charlie Day. Oh. Is, Luigi is voiced by Charlie Day, and Charlie Day is just the cutest, like, voice in the entire world. He's probably the same height as Luigi, too. They're just, like, little Italian short men. Yeah. It was, like, a really good, like, stacked voice cast. Anya Taylor-Joy is Princess Peach. Um, Seth Rogen is... Was he Bowser? No, he's Donkey he's Kong. He's Donkey Kong. He's Donkey Kong. Which is so funny. And then funny. Jack Black was Bowser. Which and it is was perfect. perfect. Yes. So we listened to the trailer and he does speak a little bit and it's so yeah. funny because it's that Jack Black voice that he does sometimes and it's so funny. It's like a little bit deeper, but it, it's yeah, almost like he, when he, yeah. he is like his monster voice. So funny. It was um, good. We didn't get to see Seth Rogen talk, but we got to see him like beat up Mario, which was like funny and sad at the same time but, yeah you know it's like it's seth rogan's fucking hilarious he's probably like stoned the whole time just doing talking cock voice um yeah his no. ashtrays are actually really cute oh my god i know like what a cute little passion project like obviously you have a one-up and on everyone like a corporation but, right he's always been a stoner so like it was very on brand like it yeah. actually just kind of further backs up that he really does love weed that much which is cool because weed is awesome but um then we do have anya taylor joy's princess peach which it looks like princess peach is going to be just like this warrior lady who's just fucking leading the way she's not just wearing this pink you know dress the whole time and just and not like doing shit ah, you know she's actually yeah. like hey mario this is where we need to go dude like come on come on toad you know like fuck it you guys are mushrooms we can still fuck shit up you know yeah um yeah this this movie's coming out april 7th 2023 i'm stoked on it you guys should definitely check out the trailer i feel like everybody has a little mario story video games even if you're not a big gamer like everybody has played mario at least once at least once at least once and even if fun. you didn't own it yourself you went to somebody's house and you played yeah, it yeah mario kart mario party there was something you did you know one time i it was like in high school and these two people i was like dating this guy and we went to his like friend's house and like i knew them we were like in the same grade or whatever but yeah they, we, i wasn't like in their friend group and they were like had been playing nintendo for like Eight hours. Oh, I did that in grade school. Playing Mario like the entire day, and then we sat down and we played Mario for like a little bit, and we were there for like a few hours hanging out. Yeah. And then as soon as I walk out, what do I do? Trip over a cord, and they lose everything. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I am so fucking sorry. And they were like. They were just, they were, they were in so much shock that they were just like, it's it's fine. fine. We'll just dedicate another 12 hours tomorrow. But they were like, this is the craziest thing. Right. I, that was the basis of my childhood. We would just go to my friend's house and we would play Mario Party for literally eight hours. Yeah. We would just play Mario Party and drink fucking, um... A bunch of juice, high C and shit, and fucking Gatorade, and just sit there and play. We wouldn't eat. We would just play Mario Party and drink Gatorade. Yeah. <laughs> um, good times, good times. Yeah. Mario Party was the shit. That was fun. Um, I can't even imagine like just like drinking and playing Mario Party. That's what I need to do now. I need to have a day like that. I mean, you'd be bad at it. Totally, but it's like the little games were fun, and if your like friends were playing against each other, I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you guys, we're excited um, for that one. Oh, yeah, and then I wanted to talk a little bit about, like, the Deadpool movie that is coming out yeah. and how, like, a lot of people are like, Ryan Reynolds even came out and was like, I don't know what we're going to do. Like, we don't have an idea for, like, Yeah, fucking plot. right. Like, yeah, fucking right. But I'm like, a lot of people have been, like, wondering, like, out loud, like, on Twitter, like, what it's going to be about. 
And I did see a tweet that said, what if Deadpool did Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe? And that was an extremely good, like, comic book run. They did it twice. Yeah. At least twice. Because I read, like, two... Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe, and then I also read Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe again. He just loves killing them. I get he, it. I mean, he's great. Yeah. Um, and they were somebody wrote like, but instead he kills the Fox Universe, and I was like, that is hilarious. That would be the funniest thing in the entire world if they did that. Like, imagine like him killing like all of the people that were in like the Fox films from before. Yeah, and he just like that's his like. Bridge over to Marvel. Exactly. Oh, that's fucking It hilarious. would be fucking amazing. Like, let him, like, slit, like, even, like, Andrew Garfield's, like, universe. Like, let him slit his throat. Just kill like, all of yeah. Them. Oh, that's hilarious. Kill Stoney, too. Kill them all. Well, then we have to kill Toby. That would be so funny if he, like, killed them in so they his could just, movie. They could just come back. Like, they could always come back. So exactly. It is kind it's of a funny. multiverse. Um, just have so them maybe fuck he, with like, everybody. travels to, like, a different multiverse and he walks in and he just has to, like, murder all these fucking people. Like, the original cast of, like, Fantastic Four, or the original cast of, like, the X Men or something. Like, that'd be oh, so funny. Oh, the original funny. Fantastic Four would be hilarious because then he would have to bring in, like, um, Chris Evans. And that would just be Ugh. so funny. He would do it in a second. Oh, he would. Because he, he wants s- to play Johnny, Johnny Storm, Storm again. Yeah. Yo. That's such a that funny idea. That would give idea. him, like, the chance to do it, too. You're, you get, they're taking this idea and running with it if they're not already. <laughs> I mean, now that we've, <laughs> once we broadcasted it, they will take right. it. Um, Favreau, are you listening? Favreau's <laughs> always listening. Hey, Favreau and Feige. Or Feige, yeah. yeah. Feige probably for sure, actually. All the Fs. The three Fs. Favreau, Feige, and, and Filoni all listen to this podcast, and they steal our ideas a lot. I firmly believe Favreau and Filoni are definitely doing it. Feige after our She-Hulk coverage, for sure. Absolutely. For sure. Um, <laughs> new listener. You guys yeah, are in good company. New listeners. <laughs> You're right. Uh, <laughs> that'd be funny. I'd be doing that. Um, yeah, I, I can't wait. I know everyone, it's like there's so much tension and like build up to like where we're going to see Deadpool. Like, if he's going to show up before the movie or if there's going to be, like, a little post-credit scene and something. Like, there's so much, like... And then that tweet with Miss Minutes this week. Yes, and then he had the tweet with Miss Minutes. And then also crossover again into Marvel What If. In Marvel... In Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe, the first one... Yeah. He kills the Fantastic Four, A. But B, he kills the Watcher. (laughs) Yeah, so Oh, not the Watcher. But he he's... So he. That's funny as fuck. He it was kills because the it was because like Psycho Man did like um, an experiment on Deadpool's brain and like got rid of like the voices in his head or whatever. Oh. So and repla- and unfortunately replaced with one that was to kill everybody. So he killed Psycho Man too. Interesting. Um, it was just so good, man. It was so good. That sounds really. I, that's so funny. It's like not funny, but it's making me laugh for some reason. Yeah. The Watcher shit. The Fantastic Four like just totally fucks up Reed Richards. Um, hell yeah, I can't wait to see Deadpool next. I mean, I love Ryan Reynolds. They better do what I just said, otherwise it's gonna be fucking stupid. And we know Hugh Jackman's gonna be in the mix as well, so it's like, there's just... I, he's already signed so on, fun. so everybody else might as well fucking. Yeah, sign on. I mean the X Men are coming. There's just ah, there's just ah, it's just it's. I'm glad that it's Deadpool and Wolverine. Yeah, you know that's just. I love Hugh Jackman. I love Ryan Reynolds. They're like probably two of my favorite fucking people. It's gonna be fucking great. I'm excited. 
Uh, do you want to do the Last of Us thing? Or yeah, you, you guys. Actually, it's taking. So the Last of Us, you guys, are about a month and a half out. It's premiering in the middle of January. I think it's the fifteenth. Super, super stoked about this. There's actually um, CCXP22. I'm totally saying that. I'm butchering it. It's some Comic-Con ep- expo, whatever the hell. Twenty, Obviously 22, meaning 2022. Mm-hmm. Duh. Dumbass. Um, yeah, they're doing a bunch of panels right now, um, which is just super fucking exciting because we're going to start getting the promo. We're probably going to get a trailer today or tomorrow. Oh, my God. We have to be on that. That's insane. We have to be. I'm going to freak out. I'm, ooh, I'm going to freak the fuck out. Um, everybody's like arriving in Brazil. Here's, I'm showing Elsa right now, you guys. Daddy, Ah! Daddy Pedro. Oh, God. In the pink mask. I mean, fuck. Sex symbol iconic. I wasn't ready for that. I know. Oh, my God. I'm going to die. I mean, how? Look at just, just not even trying. I can't. You know what? I love this man so much. He's so hot. I can't So hot. Between him and Diego Luna, I'm constantly just like, what is happening in the world? Yes, exactly. Um, I thought, like, to, so I had, like, this weird thought come to me. Because you know how oh you no. play, like, Fuck, Mary Kill and, like... Yeah, it's, like, these, my like, favorite game. You know how some, or, or you play, like, um, if you, like, would you suck a dick for a million dollars? Like, guys will play that with other guys or whatever. Oh, yeah, no homo. I was thinking, like, well, okay, if you could marry, like, one of these, like, if you could marry, like, Pedro Pascal or Oscar Isaac or Jason Momoa, like, which one would you get? And I was like, I can't just marry one. I have to marry all of them. Like, I had to be with them forever, like, always. And then, But, like, the thing yeah. was, like, the, the other two would, like, go away. And I was like, hell no. I would totally pick Pedro Pascal. Well, I'm t- <laughs> those are my three. I know. Those are my big three. Okay, 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 okay. I, but, I, thought, I mean, think I of, like, you were... the people that are, like, are undying, like, to you, like, who you love more than anything in the entire world. Like, what if it was between him and Diego Luna, and then just Diego Luna just dies or something, you know? I'm sorry, Diego. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet. Oh, bye. Harry Styles. Bye, Timmy. Oh, Harry is where it gets a little difficult now. Andrew um, Garfield. Oh, you can go. Okay, so Harry Styles, Pedro Pascal, and then who else? Oh, God, maybe that third one's still open for me. The Joker. The Joker. All levels of the Joker. Um... No, I, that is a really good question, and I feel like it's like when somebody asks you, like, what's your favorite movie, and you blank. I just know Pedro Pascal is, like, always there. Yeah, it's like, bam, he's there no matter what. Um, I don't know, it's just, all of them, going off year three, let's just talk about year three, because I don't have mine completed yet, but just, they're all just good people. Yeah. I think that's what I love. It's like, yeah, they're fucking hot, but that's just, like, a plus. Yeah. Like, anytime you see an interview with Oscar Isaac... Fucking Jason Momoa, just the biggest teddy bear. He has that new movie that just came out on Netflix that I need to watch. Like, it just, like, you just, even if they weren't fucking as hot as they were or did what they did, you just want to be friends with them. Like, they're so cool. Like, even when they're not going to be hot when they're, like, super old, which they're totally going to be hot when they're super old. They're they're old already. They're already fucking 41 years old. Better Miss Girls, like, almost 50. Yeah, like, literally. Like, and they're that hot. I just don't understand. They're just good people. Um, Wow. Anyways, The Last of Us. Pedro Pascal is going to be playing Joel, the main character. Um, and he's going to be with little Bella Ramsey, a.k.a. Ellie. And they're going to go on this insane... It's basically like this post-apocalyptic um, thing where there's these things called clickers. And there's like a like a, a flesh-eating disease. Or not a flesh-eating disease. Like a disease that makes you like fucking eat people. Kind of like zombie-esque. Um, love zombie everything. You know, we, we love the theme. It's a little bit different that they change. So, like, if you, you, you get the disease, but then if you have the disease long enough, you turn into a clicker, which basically looks like this big, like, fungus 
looking thing and then you like can't see and you're just kind of like a zombie but you can like fuck people up because so you just fun. get nastier over time um and so obviously in post-apocalyptic worlds they turn into factions and shit like that and it's just like Ellie actually has um, the cure in her blood because she gets bit by one. So if you get bit by one, you turn into one, right? She doesn't. So there's going to be a whole thing where Joel is going to be trying to take her to somewhere, to the butterflies, to uh, try to get the cure and like get like a little antidote out there. It's... Why couldn't it be follow the butterflies? Oh, no. Um, it's going to be epic. The video game is literally my favorite video game of all time. It's so fucking good. If you guys are big gamers, go watch the gameplay on YouTube. So many people have done it. I'm mad I haven't done it. Um, it's just... It's going to be great. We get it next month, and we're probably getting a trailer today, honestly, a teaser or something within the next couple days. Because you know at these fan expos, Comic-Cons, they they show the trailers, especially the first one. they got to give the audience something. Um, yeah, and I think that will wrap up our nerd news, huh? Indeed. All right, and now we got to talk about something that's going to fucking make us cry because we missed our friends so much, the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. I, you guys, <sighs> I sobbed. I tell you that I was sobbing the whole fucking time I was watching this. Why? Because I have mental problems. Same. I am not well. I am <sighs> not mentally well as a person. Right. I was but it was weak. just so cute and so good and I loved all the characters and 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 Drax our final well not our final appearance because he's going to be in the movie but one of Drax's final appearances. And, oh, my God. And, and then we got to see... Uh, oh, my God. I should have written down the names before because I'm going to have to remember them off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, what's the blue guy's name again? Yondu. Yondu. Yeah. Um, we got to see, like, Yondu again. I forget the Mohawk guy's so name. Great. Um, was with him. I just know it's Sean Gunn. Yeah. Right. <laughs> his brother, yeah. Um, so crazy but yeah no I, I think like halfway through it hit me like the Drax thing because we only we have Guardians 3 coming out I'm pretty sure it's done already and that's it with Dave Bautista and, and I love him it's it's sad because but it was you could definitely like tell they were kind of like catering to that because he was like at the forefront mm-hmm. of it with um Mantis which was so cool to see Mantis yes. kind of like really be herself in this I feel like we've gotten parts of her in Guardians and, like, other movies she's appeared in and Infinity Wars and Endgame and shit, but, like, we've never really gotten to see her be, like, yeah. silly well, and James stuff. Gunn really likes her because he put her in the new Suicide, Suicide Squad movie, too. Yeah. Like, she was just in the background. Yeah, but, like, obviously girl. they clearly have, like, a good relationship right. where he was like, can you yeah. come in and be, like, just a background dancer or singer in this? And she's she like, was like, yeah. yeah. You're my buddy. I'm going to do whatever yeah. you want. You don't say no to James Gunn at this point. Like, exactly. Like... Sure, I'll be there. Mantis is in Suicide Squad. Hell a little yeah. Easter egg for you. Fun fact. Um, this this did begin as like a cartoon where it's uh, um, Peter and um, <laughs> Sean the Mohawk dude are just like chilling, and um, they're like finding out like, oh yeah, humans do this Christmas thing, whatever. They're like making a little tree, having all the presents. Yandu comes in, he's like very masculine, like, oh, you can't give us. You can't give me a present. That's for that weak human shit. Like, get it out of here. And he tells him Christmas sucks. And he kind of, like, ruins Christmas. So Peter Quill kind of has that memory. Um, and it's like... Okay, I know why we couldn't think of it. Because his name's fucking Craglin. Yeah, Craglin. Such a hard name. Who would want to remember that name? Craglin. Does he call him Crag? Probably. Just, he calls him Crag. If not, we will. Um, yeah. So Craglin basically comes back to present day. And they're playing, like, one of the best Pogue songs, Fairy Tale of New York. That song is, like, the best Christmas song. Best song ever. It's just so good. Um, and we see them all, like, oh, yeah, and that's why 
Yondu ruined Christmas for Peter. And, you know, they're all kind of, like, looking at I Peter. I love that story and how so they good. did it in that old cartoon. I know. Oh, and little him. kid Peter in his same little fit. And he's just like, oh, man, he's, like, totally bummed. Yeah. It's sad. Um, so cute. So then we, we flash forward to them, and there's, like, this band playing, like, a Christmas song. They're like, yeah, and it's it's actually hilarious how they're, like, satiring Christmas for humans and shit. Yeah. So really funny. Because it is fucking stupid. It's and like... It, that song was a banger. Yeah, it was like, great. Like, we'll be was, playing that all oh, holiday season I was long. gonna say, like, this is fucking hilarious. Um, you see, like, Groot in the background, like, just totally, like... And he's, like, Hell a teen yeah. now or something. Like, a preteen. He was, like, getting, like, all muscular, I got too. emo. I'm like, oh, my God, Groot grew, 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 grew up. Groot It's hard to grew say. Groot grew up. Um, and then we see little Cosmo the space dog with Rocket. Yes. And I was like, okay, I need to find out where I can buy one of these for Solo. Because I know he has a little voice. And I want to fucking hear it already. Um, <laughs> yeah, who is a member of the Guardians of the Galaxy, which they never used before. Ka- but, yes. yes. I think we talked about this. Maybe. I feel like we've brought up this before. I think Probably I've, I've seen pictures of Cosmo back before. Back in the like, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of Cosmo, course, of course we did. Of course Cosmo we did. Cosmo is the name of my cousin's dog. Oh, that's a good name. I bet she doesn't know that she named her after this the, dog. The Guardians though. dog. Which also a female. Yeah. Hell yeah. Female Cosmo. So yeah, totally did. Um. So then we basically see Drax and Mantis are like, okay, well we have to like make Peter's Christmas better. So they know he loves Kevin Bacon. Yes. And so, because <laughs> you know he, he loves dancing and footloose dancing. dancing. Yeah. And you know, um. <laughs> so they go to Earth and they're like, we have to find Kevin Bacon. And they're like in this club and they're like, do you know where Kevin Bacon is? Where can we find Kevin Bacon? They obviously don't understand. Like, I love that they were like, I like how because. Um, you can't go into a club and drink for yeah. free. Like, you have to have money. Yeah. So I like that they put that scene in before where they make a shit ton oh of money. God, yeah. So With that way, like, yeah. we could, we were still in it. Like, we didn't get taken out of it. Yeah. Like, they didn't try to, like... Because, you know, sometimes people will take shortcuts in movies and it's like, oh, we're just supposed to believe this. Yeah, that they just got all this free shit. Yeah. yeah. Which, um, that part was really cool when they're in front of the, 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 the theater in L.A., and she's like, oh, my God, it's Steve. And yeah. she tries to go hug them. And then the guy who, like, killed Drax is, like, cousin or something. And he's like, oh. And then you just see him, like, punching him in he's the background. He's beating Iron Man because yeah. he knows he's not real. Yeah, and it was just it, fucking hilarious. That was really cool. And they're like, oh, my God, he's people like, are giving us money. dead. You're a fucking liar. Right. <laughs> Crazy. Um, yeah, and then they get really fucked up at this, like, party at uh, this club. And then they're like, we still have to find Kevin Bacon. And, of course, you know, in L.A., they do, like, all those star Hollywood tours and... She gets a map, and they find his house, and they're mm-hmm. like, let us in, let us in. And he's like, dude, come on. Kevin Bacon's like, come on, like, fuck off. Like, let, let, let me just live. They break into his house. They start running away from each other, and then, you know, eventually they get him. Mantis uses her uh, little power on Kevin Bacon, like, oh, you want to come with us? And he's Her like, little okay. power. Her power is her so power. cool. Well, you know, yeah. Her, she like, has, like, the greatest power, power ever. It's kind of, she can do like, anything. That would yeah. help be so helpful in, like, day-to-day life. I know, right? Just, like... I just walk onto the bus and touch the bus person yeah. and be like, I'm just getting on. Yeah. This is free. <laughs> Never paying. <laughs> Never paying. Um... Yeah, and so I they, wouldn't pay for anything. I'd go shopping at like fucking Gucci, and then I'd go up to like the cashier, and I'd be like, "I'm not paying this." It's like a Jedi Force mind trick. It's like, it's like yeah, um, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, so much power. Um, so they take him back, and they like it's really cute. It's just really heartfelt, and they like decorate the whole little area they're in, Christmas lights, and they surprise him, and they put Kevin Bacon in this fucking box. 
and they're like, we got you a present, and Kevin Bacon's like, oh my god, I can't breathe, you know, and so... Chris like, Pratt's like, why is it moving? He's just, yeah, he's like, what the fuck is in there? And then he sees it, and he's obviously, like, shocked. And he's like, this is trafficking. You can't just take somebody, you <laughs> <Yes>. know? <laughs> oh, but it ends up, it, it, he, and then they, um, Mantis ends up changing him back. She's like, oh, no, it's not a big deal. She uses her mind power to, like, bring him back to, like, who he actually, normal Kevin Bacon. Yeah. He's like, what the fuck, you know? Yeah. But then he realizes, oh, yeah, they're just, like, trying to make Peter happy. And, and Kevin Bacon just wants to save yeah, Christmas. And I love Kevin Bacon. What a good choice. So he calls I mean, his wife Kira Sedgwick. Yeah, and he, he says, Kyra, like, I'm fucking, <laughs> fucking saying her name wrong. Embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> and then she says, like, oh, she's just like cool with him being yeah. on this alien planet to save Christmas. Yeah, I'd like, be like, it. what the fuck are you talking about? I know. Get your ass home with your family, you yeah. psychopath. Yeah. Like, saving Christmas. You're like, dude, it is Christmas. Like, fuck the aliens. Um, but she just. Co- has like complete chill and just is like that's fine. She's just zen out. She's on a she had a Xanax and a couple glasses of wine. She's like, ah, it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> your dad is just gonna go save Christmas. I'll open the presents now. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> it. Um. So yeah. So they do like a little. Kevin Bacon sings a little song. Who knew he could sing that well? He was fucking great playing the guitar and shit. True. So that was fun. That's basically essentially. It, it was good to see all of the Guardians together. Uh, you had Nebula in there, Rocket, Groot, Drax, Mantis, a lot of other people around. Um, it was just a good time. I just enjoyed it thoroughly. And again, sobbing a little bit. Yeah. It was just cute. I'm, I'm, and you know, a lot of the Christmas holiday specials, like I know Star Wars, that one gets a bad rap because it's pretty fucked. But um, this one was just great. James Gunn did did the Lord's work with us. And Honestly, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. I love that Marvel is doing like holiday specials. Right. Like, it was so good. Werewolf um, by Night was incredible. Like oh God, Guardians of the Galaxy it. holiday was so good. Like I can't wait to see what they come up in the, with in the future. Gosh. All right, and now the time has come to discuss the season finale of Andor, the greatest Star Wars TV show that ever was and probably ever will be. How did we get here already? (laughs) Such a beautiful show with a good message. So beautiful, so powerful. This season finale was nothing short of that. Perfect way to wrap up an incredible season. Um, There's a lot of high stakes with how we ended with episode 11. We know at the beginning of this, Cassian has escaped the Imperial prison. He learns that Marva, his mother, has died. He obviously wants a tender funeral, you know, R.I.P. Petunia. Um, we know Space Ellen, a.k.a. Dedra, is uh, hunting Cassian. She gets tip- tipped off about uh, Marva dying. They all are heading to Ferex because they're like, he's totally going to show up. Cyril, the, you know, stage five cleaner stalker of Space Ellen, also heads out there. You know, he hates Cassian as well. Yeah. And um, they- they know that he's a good person and, like, would want to be at the funeral yeah. of his mom. Yeah. Which, and they're like, well, we're going to catch him. And it's like, let him have his fucking funeral, you The fucking dumps. empire, man. Um, Ugh. We know uh, Luthen and Vel are also on the way to the Ferrix. They're planning to kill Cassian to keep him quiet. Which, honestly, rightfully so. Cassian, we know, is a good person. They probably have an idea that he's a good person because of his loyalty and how he's helped. But he hasn't really proved that yet because he did kind of take all the money and bail. Yeah. And so, like, rightfully so, the way, the the shit that Luthen and Vel and all the rebels, the way Mon Mothma, the way they've all put their lives on the line, I totally understand why they want to kill him. Like, it makes perfect sense. He doesn't seem like a reliable human right now. Um, but you can't ignore that rebel, that rebel heart. heart. Yeah, 
That rebel energy. Meanwhile, on Coruscant, uh, Mon Matha, you know, she's been doing a lot of rebel funding. She's trying to she's trying to hide that shit, so she has to work with this shitty, pretentious, weird banker Davos Skaldron, who basically is just like, okay, I'll work with you, but we have to like marry off our children. Weird. I always thought I thought that that was like very like Game of Thrones trophy. Oh, yeah, and Sir Devos. Yeah, sounds literally like Sir Devos. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, so yeah. many parallels. Coincidence? Um, probably not. But I guess just shit is weird. I guess they never really talked about like planned marriages in Star Wars before. No, they haven't. like, kind of. And it was also very, um, like, okay, we're just supposed to believe it when her daughter is, like, a part of that whole, like, religion and would probably be down for it. Yeah. But it's like, well, that's left field. Right. Which Lita ends up being down for it just because she fucking sucks and she probably knows her mother doesn't like it and she hates her mother. Um, we know Bix got fucking tortured, um, so she's on Ferrix in pretty bad shape, just staring out a window, hoping Cassian walks in, mm-hmm. which basically which is what I do. Which don't we <laughs> What? What do we do in our downtime? I'm staring out a window, hoping Pedro Pascal or Diego Luna walks in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, when are they coming? When is it my time? Me this and is, Solo are like... It's the most relatable scene I've ever seen I in know, my fucking I'm like, life. shit, I look the exact same as Bix does after <laughs> a morning waking up from drinking, and I'm like... I could have yeah. swore it was going to happen today. <laughs> um, don't worry, you guys. He's on his way because it's Cassian. Um, so basically we have this scene that I thought was super, super powerful because we know Cassian's kind of on the fence. Like, you know at the end what he's, he wants to do. You can tell in his heart he's headed in the right direction, but he's going through a lot. Marva just died. A lot of important people in his life have died already, but he does have this will to help people, and he's constantly reminded because of the environment around him that that's what he wants to do. He visits the ashes of his adopted father, Clem, which that's why he called himself Clem, you know, mm-hmm. when he was on the planet. Super powerful scene. His dad was actually killed by Imperial troopers trying to help people. Um, he has a flashback, and we hear this, like, really great quote from Clem. It says, people don't look down to where they should. They don't look down. They don't look past the rust. Not us, though. Eyes open, possibilities everywhere. Yeah. Which was just, like, the first kind of big chunk of inspiration, you know? Yeah, because it was, like, this... Like, how he said he has, like, a rebel heart, and he is now, you know, and he started like that, but he's always been, like, alone in his rebellion. Exactly. And it kind of, like, he couldn't rely on anybody else. We so kind of turned into, like, this selfish kind of person, that's how we kind of, like, met him. Right. But he does have this background and of being, like, a rebel and wanting to help people and being, like, a hero. Totally. And so he's taking off the rust, if you will, and going back to that, like, hero. And, yeah, it's like he's been screwed over by the Empire. He's just one of those classic stories where he's been screwed by the Empire, and when you lose everybody in her life, he's still finding his sister, you know, and he doesn't find his sister yet in this season. And that's where the show starts, is he's just trying to find his actual family. But the reality is when the Empire fucks up everything in your life, you have that found family that is the most important thing, you know, Mm -hmm. when you're moving forward, which is just so... Fucking beautiful Star Wars, man. And then the other flashback he has with his late ally, Karis, who has an amazing quote as well. Karis was actually killed by the Emperor, too. You know, just another one. Um, and he says, the Imperial need for control is so desperate because it is so unnatural. Mm-hmm. One single thing will break the siege. Remember this. Try. Mm-hmm. Bam. You know, huge, huge for him. He's just like, okay, like, he's having all these flashbacks. They're coming to him naturally. He's probably a little force sensitive. I would argue that. You know, like, he's just having Yeah. All and of what this. did he say to, like, Kino? Like, power doesn't panic. Yeah. Oh, 
God, there's so many good quotes from this. I know. I'm like thinking of all these tattoo ideas. I know, right? <laughs> <I'm> like, shit. <laughs> um, and then Brasso is the, uh, Brasso, Brasso, is the last one of these messages where he actually sees him in person. It's not like a flashback, but he tells him Marva's message, which Marva's message was like the final thing he needed to just be like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm going to do it. And after Marva just seeing how strong she was as a daughter of Ferrix and everything she fought for and how she saved him, he's like, I cannot let her die in vain. Like, I have to fucking... You know, because he should have been with her, but the Empire fucked it up, Yeah, you know? And I really liked how, so, um, people were like, we didn't get to see her die. But Why then, did you need to? Well, no, it's because we're in Cassian's shoes. Yes. Like, he didn't get that opportunity. He, yeah. he couldn't be by her side. So be with the her. audience doesn't get it either. Right. And I and was like, that is fucking cool. Fucking Star Wars, <laughs> man. Um, her quote to him, though, as well, is powerful, which just gives him this... Re- reassurance of who he is and she, she says tell him he knows everything he needs to know and feels everything he needs to feel pull those two together and he will be an unstoppable force for good mic drop marva okay. again with the lines um so that um segues into the funeral scene so many people love marva and it's so obvious in this the whole town shows up for her we, of course, have the Imperials there who are, like, ready to fuck it up because they think Cassian's going to show up. So they have all these little plans, you know. And um, we see um, B lead the way, the little droid, and it's just so sad. And we, like, Bross was, like, holding the ashes. Him. And it's just like, oh, my God, the droids, the droids. Um, and... Um, Me too, Emo, the breakout star of Andor. It's <sighs> cutest. Seriously, though, we Toy we love sales, a droid. Like, let's fucking go. Be nice to. Dro- it's like when people. I know this has been like a thing, and I'm so happy. But just like I feel like, see, like just droids in general have been so important in Star Wars and so underappreciated. Like the only droids in all of the Star Wars movies are R two D two and C three PO. You know, and like three PO always was shit on by people just because he's kind of annoying and a know-it-all. And I'm like, he got them out of so many shit, they he wouldn't did. have survived. He was such a hero. He like, was such he a big fucking hero. underrated as fucking in the last Rise of Skywalker he's movie. He, like, fucking everything. likes everything. And it's like, R2-D2 literally just always there, down, sees everything. Like, God. it's it's it makes me, it, like, it's like they're pets that live forever, you know? Yeah. And it's like... And how sad was R two D two when oh. his like bestie got his like memory wiped? It's right. so sad. It's so for everyone. it's so sad. That was like the best part of Rise of Skywalker because the whole movie was just shit. But you know, yeah, it was but really, that, that was so a, fucking sad. It was uh, so good. But um, yeah, B incredible, and he um actually gets to project a pre recorded message from Marva, who is in her daughter Ferrick's robes, who has this incredibly powerful speech with riles up the people because she's basically just like fight the Empire, like fuck these people, like wake up. You need to see what they're doing to you. You guys are strong. It's like, you know, it riles them up. And so um, one of the Imperials, halfway through the message, knocks over Well, B. yeah, and her, her point was like, w- like, we've been just worried about our community. Yeah. And, like, they're go- if they're coming for everyone else, they're coming for us. Mm-hmm. That's why, like, you know, you shouldn't just stand around and let people decide, like, rights can't, like, this certain group of people can't have rights. Right. It's like, well... Once they take those rights away, do you think that they're not going to come for you? It's going to keep happening and happening and Exactly. Happening. Like, yeah. there's going to be one power, and we have to respect everyone, all humanity, and all individuality. Absolutely. It was it was a very powerful speech. Powerful enough to get the Imperial Trooper a little pissed, and he just knocks over B, which was, oh, man, that made me mad. I almost started a ride in my fucking living room. <laughs> I mean... Like, well, actually, I was on a plane. I was it on was a plane. like... It like, was a moment where you were like... 
Oh, oh no, he did. did. Oh that no, guy he did it. Yeah, and it was just like bam, immediate riot. A bomb gets thrown. Explosions. Space Ellen is basically just fucking trampled, and I'm like, kill yes. the bitch, kill her. <laughs> Kill that bitch! She knows ever. She's the only one forcing really to fucking find Cassian. If it wasn't for her, no one would give a fuck. It's like when Joffrey died, and you're right. just like, yes! yes, let him die. Poison the bastard! Kill him! Finally, oh, one of my favorite scenes ever was when Joffrey dies. Oh my god! There's nothing like seeing a villain get tortured. Damn, that was beautiful. It was fucking poetic. That poor guy can't even act anymore because people hate Joffrey so much. It's kind of sad, but it is so sad. He was he was great at it. He was the kid in Batman. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Damn. That's Once crazy. Once played a cutie, then played a monster, and yeah. now he can't get work. He'll get work soon. Yeah, he should. I mean, it was, he killed it at that role. I know. Literally. So good. Um, So she actually, uh, Space Ellen ends up escaping death because she's rescued by, you know, her stage five clinger stalker, Cyril. He just happens to be there watching. And they have, like, this weird chemistry moment, and she's just like, I guess I should say thank you. And he's just like, but he's. So creepy, so creepy and it's so dangerous and yeah. I'm like them together is like fuck they just want to kill people yeah but it's like even though like I hate her it's like girl get away from him he's yeah. a psychopath yeah he's a psychopath and he's just dripping in red flags honey yeah he's like one of those like hurt white kids that like just does bad things with guns you know that's <laughs> yes. who he's gonna become he becomes a cop yeah he becomes a cop He's um, one of those kids literally, that a he cop. was a cop and he got kicked out of being a cop because he was a bad cop. So that just makes it even worse now, you know. Um, but yeah, so they have that moment. She lives. She dies. She, she lives. She lives another day. Um, meanwhile, when all of this she lives is, to die another day. I know. I was gonna say die another day, and then I just fucked it up. Um, we we do know Luthen and Vel are there. Luthen kind of sees all the shit going on. He realizes he's not gonna be able to kill Cassian. He leaves. Cassian rescues Bix. He leaves. He's like, fuck it, I'm headed back to the ship. This is stupid. Um, I gotta go check on the store. Um, <laughs> Cassian rescues Bix. Um, he gets her to the ship to escape with all the friends. He says he'll find them. She's like, God damn it. He will, but like, what the fuck? Yeah. I just got to see you, and you're yeah. gonna leave already? Poor girl. Can I at least have a Poor picture? Poor girl. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have just a kiss on the cheek? <laughs> Poor girl, man. Now she's stuck with all these hoodlums. Now they're great people. They're going to take care of her. But, like, will he see them again? Who but knows? it was all these people that, like, in the beginning, they're all there. just, like, Diego, like, helping him, like, Diego, helping Cassian. Casa. <laughs> helping Casa out. Yeah. And now he's saving them. And I was like, oh, full circle. Like, he's starting to show that, okay. He's about this. He's gonna. He's always been. You know, like it's it's he's nice. Not selfish anymore. Yeah, it's nice. Um, and then also on Coruscant, we got some shit going on. Mon Matha, we we go back to her. She, I love this. She has a moment, kind of of like, uh, with her fucking shitty ass husband. Apparently, used to have a gambling problem, so they're like in the car, and you know, like the fucking um, the driver is like listening chorus to everything. She's yeah. always been. She's always been suspect, and she's like, "Why is all this money missing?" Like. Are you gambling again? And she basically just blames like his gambling she problem knows that for she's all the money. Spied on, yeah. Yes, and he hears that, and it was just such a good story arc to kind of like tell this little yeah. fucker off. And who knows, he might be like honestly, it just truly, might not be yeah. Exact. He probably fucking he is, probably is. He's a piece he of shit. Yeah, his his defense uh, wasn't good. Yeah. And I, and it was like oh like 
we hated him the whole time, and then she did this, and then we were like, yay, because, yeah, like, fuck that guy. But then I was thinking, I was like, wouldn't it have been better if they were, like, he was nice to her, and everything was, like, fine, yeah. and then she was, like, that shitty. And she's like, fuck. I was like, that would have been better. Yeah. He, yeah, he wasn't as mean as I thought he <laughs> was going to be. That was my one, like, yeah, he's yeah. not that bad. He's just, So, like, like she was kind of shitty to, like, do that and, like, blame him, like, yeah. save her own ass, but, like. I loved it, though, because he was it just was, an asshole. It was, but. Yeah. Damn. Go ahead. I wish Mon they Mothma. wouldn't have made us hate him because right. then that moment would have been way more intense. Yeah, you know, like really doing anything like, you got to do for the rebellion. Because like, she wasn't really like, yeah, she wasn't sacrificing anything. But if she did love her husband, it was a sacrifice, and it yeah. would have made that moment like better. That's my one qualm about this season finale. That's the only thing I didn't like. What is that? She didn't do that with her. Husband. That they that. That moment could have been way more powerful if she did love him. True. Or if, like, the audience liked him. True. Yeah. Damn. But that was my own weird thoughts when that happened. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And so then we we see Cloris, like, tell um, Deidre's, like, rival and shit. And they, like, go back to the Empire and yada, yada, yada. Like, oh, Cassian, whatever. Um, And then we see uh, Lita being introduced to Davos' son. Davos is whatever the fuck. Sir Davos. Sir Davos. (laughs) I don't know. It's like... I hate the guy. Um, yeah, fucking yikes. Of course, Lita's like, oh my god, hey, like, pushes back her braid and shit. She's just like, oh my god, and my mom's like, how is this my daughter? Yeah. (laughs) Like, this fucking sucks. I want Lita without the D. You know what I'm saying? I want Leia. I don't need this bitch anymore. Exactly. Um, and so then we go back. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of funny that they named her Lita, because it's like L-E-I-D-A. It's almost too much. Every time they say it, I always think of Leia. Right, and we know Mon Mothma was Leia's tutor, and just with the timing, because Mon Mothma was the youngest senator to ever be elected until, obviously, Leia, which is at 19. We know with the timing that Leia's probably, we're approaching New Hope, so she's, you know, going to be that age soon, so it's like, obviously they know each other. We're we're pretty sure that her, all of her... um, People are helping her on fucking Alderaan right now. We just haven't gotten to see them yet, which probably will be season two, um, which is going to be tragic because we'll only see them for a little bit because, as you know, in New Hope, they get zapped. So pretty fucking tragic. Um, God, I can't believe they made Leia watch that. It's fucked. That is fucked. That's kind of really fucked. Um, So we go back to Ferrix. Um, Now we're just at uh, Luthen is back at the ship. Of course Cassian's waiting for him. And he's like, kill me or take me in, you know? Like, mm-hmm. let's fucking finish this. And Luther's response is just like a smirk. And then it ends. Yeah. Um, which, nice. Um, so I just, I, I wanted a little more. I don't know. Yeah, just, where I, do I, we I, go from here? I mean, they closed the chapters, which was nice, but they left it open for the next season. Which right. Which is also exciting. Yeah. Um, but I like the way they, like, closed it up, because it was like... It was closure. It was closure because levels. there was a, a lot more, like, to be, to anticipate for next season. Oh, yeah. That next, man, they they really, I think they really did. There were, like, a few things here and there, but overall, wrapping up everyone's story yeah. was pretty fucking good. They pretty much left everything at a cliffhanger. Yeah. Which, like, ultimately, we know, right? But, like, it's still so cool, the in-betweens and how everybody gets to that point. And then we're, uh, did you mention Cinta in this? Oh, no, I didn't. Sent in Val, yeah. Yeah, and then, like, her weird storyline, like, it's gonna... Because, like, we didn't really know her, like, throughout this season, and yeah. now we're, like, getting to know her, and I'm yeah. like, holy shit, what is she gonna do in season two? Yeah. Because she, like... She's in the mix, She just sure. wants to, like... She's, like, on the good side, but she's, like, a serial killer for, like, the good side, you know? Yeah. She's, like, a... 
She that's doesn't give a fuck. good guy. Yeah, yeah she, she will kill like, Yeah, she fucks that guy up. And that, that one little, like, they go and she just, like, stabs him. And she, she shanks his ass. And it's yeah. like, go ahead, Cinta. It's, like, interesting that there's, like, this almost, not evil, but, like, bad person. Oh, yeah. On, like, the side of good. And True. I was like, ooh, I like that. Yeah, aspect. it's like that kind of conflicted, you know, like, mm-hmm. it's like dark side energy. Very, like, Anakin and shit. Um... Yeah, no, Very I guess that's... Very blurred line. Right, I guess that's why they're not Jedi, because, you know, fuck it, we'll kill them. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, and, like, she's basically just like, fuck off, Vel, like, I'm gonna do my own thing, dude, like, I'll kill you too, probably. Yeah. You know, and I wouldn't care. Um, Don't cross me, bitch. Right. I wouldn't want to cross Cinta. I mean, they left her back on the planet, and she figured out how to get away, like, that girl is... Cool. Ruthless. Um, the post-credit scene, like Ilsa mentioned in the beginning, it's, like, starts in zoomed on the parts that... Cassian and all them were working on the prison so you know that slave labor shift they had them do free labor and it zooms out and you just see the massive Death Star how fucked it's just how crazy twisted. to think of like how he spent those days in the prison where I was kind of like what is happening like what is this point yeah what's the point of this and now I see the point and I'm like whoa Ouch. That was too much. It was way too much. Because it's like, Because I knew it was something for the Empire, and I knew it was bad, and I knew it was going to kill people, but I didn't know it was going to kill him. Right, and it's almost like, duh, of course it was the Death Star. Yeah. Like, duh. Um, well, so, so leaving this for season two, what we do know is that confirmed season two is happening, 12 episodes, but it's leading directly into Rogue One. So it seems like we're only... I was hoping we would get three seasons. I guess we're only going to get two, um, which is... Probably a little bit of a time jump, I'm assuming, just because it is five years before. Probably be, yeah, almost yeah. right before the year leading up to Rogue One, probably, which, God, we're going to see a lot of fucking people in the second I season. I don't know how they could do it in the, just one more season. Yeah, I know. I, I wish, maybe they'll change their minds. Maybe that was just like something they said now, but we won't get it probably till 2024 because, you know, Star Wars has Ahsoka, Mandalorian, Bad Batch, huge 2023 year for Star Wars, and we're fucking here for it. But man, I'm gonna miss Andor. I'm gonna miss Andor. We have been saying for like probably a year now, even longer, that this was gonna be one of the best Star Wars shows, and it totally was. Yeah. And it was cool because it wasn't about the Skywalkers, it wasn't about the classic people. They didn't do any like clickbaity shit. You know, we did have characters that we know from Rogue One. We did get a little Saw Gerrera in there. We did get a little Luthan. Obviously Cassian, but like that's just because Rogue One was such a good side movie to Star Wars. Not about the main characters, which makes me really excited for stuff like The Acolyte and stories yes. and movies in Star Wars that aren't about the Skywalkers. Don't get me wrong. Skywalker. Probably Give my me a Dr. Aphra series. Yes. Give let's me a go. Revan series. Like, let's see the old Republic. Like, there's so much that we're going to see. I'm just really happy with Star Wars right now. It's it's a good, especially after that new trilogy, it's a good day to be a Star Wars fan. It just, like, reminds me of, like, Moon Knight. You yeah. Know how it was, like, Marvel was, like, you know, it's getting, like, oh, everybody, like, they just do the same shit over and over again, and it, like, makes so much money, and, like, why do they do that? And then they come out with shit like Moon Knight. Yeah. And then it's, like, okay, they're good. They're good. At what they do. They, you know And, like, what, WandaVision. Yeah. And, oh like, they God. had some really good shows. Dude, WandaVision jump-started everything. And yeah. And it's, like, insane how... That little show that was one season literally just started them all together. Yeah. Just started everything. Just, it's insane. And when they do fall back on their tropes and their old, like, tricks, like, we see it as an audience and it's yeah. not as popular. Right. And we know. Um, and it's fun. There's a lot of clickbaity shit. But I think they're past that now. Especially with just the direction 
Disney is headed with all their shit with mm-hmm. Kang now at the forefront. You know, I mean, it's it's brighter days are ahead. I'm excited. Brighter days are be, ahead. They're gonna be sad though. I think a lot of people are gonna fucking die in the future of Marvel, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I hope there's more Oscar Isaac. And on that note, thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. Um, Go ahead and subscribe to our Patreon. Or if you want something of the free variety, (laughs) we have a YouTube channel called Relatable Nerds. So go ahead and subscribe to that. Um, Did we hit 6K yet? We did hit 6K, you guys. We hit 6K. It was a big fucking deal. Um, So we're really excited about that. And thank you so much if you're here from YouTube. We appreciate you guys. Very appreciative. We're almost at 61 now. Hell yeah. Yeah. Every moment (laughs) is a milestone. Every follower is a milestone. So thank you guys so much for that. Um, And we'll see you again soon.